0: You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for
1: you. Hey, everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam, and on this episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam, we are speaking with mentalist and magician Gary Ferrar live from the Oxbow Tavern in New York City. Hey Gary. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Very good. Thank you for coming on the show. Uh, so, I saw your show in June, because you took the month of July off from the show here, but you were traveling around doing uh, magic and and mental mentalist things around the country. Yep, that's true. Yeah. So uh, I'm thrilled that we were able to reconnect to, to for this interview. Um, one thing I love about your show is that every, is it okay if I call it a trick? Ooh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Every trick, every illusion you did, I felt was jaw dropping. Wow. How did you do that? Um, so my first question is how did you decide to come up with this specific show, Nothing Here Is Real?
0: Well, it started about like four years ago with some little ideas that I had for effects that were not as practical as what I have to do when I'm doing like uh, a hired gig, right? Because there are certain uh, scenarios that are outside of my control such as the environment, the lighting, and and things like that. So. This was like just a little journal that I had of uh, of things that I'd have a, a weird idea and say, oh, it would be awesome if I could ever do this. But of course, I can't right now. And eventually, I suddenly had like a a, a full book of, of all these thoughts. And I said, I, I really need to find a space and, and start to. Try out these methods and and I wanted to make it stuff that was not part of my working repertoire, so this is all n- new things that are are new ideas that came up uh, that I came up with in my head. It wasn't something that I saw somewhere and said oh i want I want to do that you know this this is a very organic show and I think that that comes through in, when you kind of take the journey w- with me it's it, you know it, it fits very well into the space and it it feels like Uh, A Very natural experience.
1: Yes, I would agree with that. I mean every every inch of this space is is used Um, It's in a a private room in the in the basement of the oxbow tavern I I mean, so how did you how did you find this space? And when you saw it were you immediately like yes, this is where my show needs to be
0: I actually was yes (laughs) there had been a few other potential options, you know, as I was kind of getting more serious about this idea and they were all like, "Oh, I you know, I, I could see myself doing the show here, but I don't know. I'll ask them and see and, and it never really kind of worked out. And then when I, I was actually hired to do a private event in this space, I instantly was like, "Oh no! Th- th- I'm, I'm glad everything else didn't work out because this is the place." And fortunately for me, I, I reached out to uh, to Shannon, who is the general manager here, and said, "You know, I, I happen to do an event in in your downstairs space, and I think it would be the perfect fit for this concept that I'm developing." And thank goodness, uh, everybody here was on board. They said, "Yeah, we we love this. We'll uh, we'll." You know, run it as a trial thing and see how it goes. And and now uh, we're over half a year into it, and it's it's going really well. It's a lot of fun. Well, I can attest to the fun because I saw it in June, and um,
1: I do love this space. I mean, one of the things I love about New York City is some of the buildings with the exposed brick, and it's very it's very old fashioned down here. When when everyone listening to this podcast comes to the show, you will see how great it is uh down here.
0: Yeah, actually, I'd love to say one thing about the space, which is that. I feel like because it does, you know, it does have, it has the brick walls, it has the wood floor, um, everything feels dated and, and, you know, older than if you go to like a a, a Broadway show where you assume that, oh, any magic or mentalism show is going to have cameras and wires and trapdoors and that kind of a thing. I, I specifically like this space because... It, it doesn't have that feel to it. And, and one of the things that I love about my private work is that I'm showing up kind of in someone's living room or, you know, a, a place where they know that I have control over, and this environment felt the closest that I could get to that, mm-hmm. where it really feels like it's happening so close and uh, everything else is so limiting, you know, that, that there's no way that I could be missing something. It has to be, it has to be real. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, I think what the audience limit is like... 20, um, it's a little more than that I, it, actually when you were here we were at like 40 oh, okay. it's surprising because the the venue makes it seem yes, so intimate yes. that you don't even realize that it is it is that many but yeah usually we're running around uh, like 40 people at a show
1: wow. well it definitely feels like it's much more intimate mm-hmm. than that so it's it's terrific um, so how did you so just to take our listeners on a little bit of your journey how did you first get into magic and mentalist? uh illusions
0: well i started a little bit in middle school when most people pick it up a little bit and and try some stuff out and it didn't really stick with me you know my my grandfather was an entertainer he was a lion tamer uh and so you know most of his life was a showman and and promoted me a little bit i did a few shows around that time period and then it faded away, I got more serious into acting, I went to college for theater, and it was becoming honestly less and less of my life as I went along, and it was funny because when I graduated college, it was one of those things where, you know there there was there was one day, and that day changed my life. and it, I, I became a magician because of that day. I was hired to do an event with another actor, and she mentioned that she was playing guitar for pediatric units. Uh, and it was through this program that was sponsoring her visits. And I was like, Wow, that's pretty cool. I, I know some magic and I had a lot of downtime as a young actor in the city as you might imagine. And so I started uh, doing this program where I would get sponsored to go in and do some, some card tricks for kids in, in uh, pediatric wards and I, I, I started Getting really good at doing it. And it was a great low pressure scenario to to practice and and try things out. you know in in the real world, you get to learn to interact with people um and expect the unexpected from them, which in magic is a bit of a challenge because you need your structure for your effect. Um, and I did this for about five years. and after five years, acting kind of started to fade away because I was much more interested in it, and I became a working magician. Mm. And then from there, it, it, uh, I never really looked back. That's amazing. Until, until now, because, because this is the first time where I really do get to kind of... Take the magic and, and really embrace the theatrical element of it, because I do control. Unlike at paid gigs, I, I get to control every aspect of the experience. You know, the music. I can tell some stories, take some moment, uh, some moments to to make the show more emotional and, and more of a a storytelling journey than just here's a trick, here's a trick, here's a trick.
1: Yes, I, I remember when I was here. Uh, I mean, you, you had someone. Uh, read a script. And I mean, it was just incredible how how that all came together. I'm not going to say because I don't want to give it away. Um, but it, it's incredible. And there there is a pool table here. And I was actually part of that trick where, where you're playing pool. And I mean, the end result of that was just like, I have no idea how you made it happen. And that's what I think makes this show so great is that, I mean, like I said earlier, every trick, I was just amazed at how how the end result ended in whatever answer you wanted it to be—that's what it came to be, and that's what—that's what makes
0: you such an incredible musician. I mean, magician. <laughs> yeah, um, I can comment a little bit on that, which is uh, one of the things that makes this show so exhausting for me. I—I I really just—I have my structure, and then I open myself up and let the show kind of run its course, and so I'm—I'm I'm very responsive to the audience. I can attest that the show is not the same every time. There is a tremendous amount of audience interaction. In the show that you saw, you you happened to raise your hand because I asked a random question. And I didn't choose you, you chose yourself by raising your hand for that. And little did you know that that leads you to essentially finish act one of the show, yes. right? Yes. Um, based on your decisions and every time we run that show it's whoever raises their hand you know and i don't get any say really because i i want it to feel organic and the only way it can is if i turn myself over to the show and not only does it then feel organic but you have a genuine reaction that you wouldn't necessarily have if you know we had talked beforehand, and i had said, "Oh, I might bring you up to the pool table," you know. And even if we didn't plan things out in advance, if I was to say, "Just to give you a heads up," you know, I, I was wondering if you play pool, if you have experience. I, I'd much rather have that happen on the fly, in the moment, and let people discover things about uh, themselves and have have honest realizations and revelations because people can can read that and then experience the, that with this person.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it, it's that spontaneity that's with so many of the tricks. I mean, even though, obviously, you have them planned because they, they have to land. But the way you present it and the way it comes off is that it is it is spontaneous. I mean, with, with your help, it's, yeah, it's spontaneous.
0: That, that's, that's a very good point. And it's interesting because this show in in the world of magic, the show is relatively new, mm-hmm. right? If you think about how long it takes to get good at an effect and, and to really like, you know, real world test it with, with people that you don't know, um, it's still a rel- relatively young show. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you mentioned that improvisational element because it's one thing that I normally pride myself on. And it's one thing that in the beginning of this show, I didn't have the luxury of doing. Mm -hmm. I I really just needed to make sure that everything landed yeah. so the the script was the script and if someone said something a little bit unexpected I did my best to just stay on course to get from A to B to C to D and now that I know the material a little bit better I've learned all the things that can go wrong and how people behave in unexpected ways I can free myself up a little bit to play with the audience more and it's one of the things that I love in my and I, I know I keep contrasting between the show and my my working magic, but it really is a completely different style and a different approach. In in that kind of an atmosphere, that's what I love is you know getting to work with the people. You know the magic is fine, but I. Uh, I, I want it to be about the people and them having a good time and being able to engage and interact with them, and and to now have this show at a, at a point where we can go off on tangents, and I don't have to panic. I know that we're always going to land where I want us to land, and the audience can appreciate the fact that we are flying by the seat of their of all of our collective pants, and uh, and it makes it that much more satisfying when it does land in, in where it needs to be. Yes. 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 Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya, I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year.
1: Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a
0: Go to your happy prize, Priceline. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze.
1: And and I will agree with you that um, there's definitely parts of the show that that you could tell were scripted, but you see how it also, once you're here, you easily see how you do go you do go off script and because every audience is different so you never know who's gonna do what and one thing we have to do in this interview is a trick sure so um why don't you set it up for us ready
0: (laughs) as a quick setup i I don't like uh you know very prop heavy effects um but mentalism is a challenge and i do mention this in in the show as well because of social media these days, you know, and especially in an environment where, you know, where in this interview I could have known that this had been coming up for some time. I could have looked up things about you potentially and, and pretended to read your mind by finding information about you online. So uh, Adam, I'm going to ask you to do something which is to think of a thought from pre social media, okay. something that involves a, a person And I would imagine this would be from your childhood so that, you know, there's no way that I could have connected any dots or anything. So what I would like you to think about potentially is like an old best friend or a crush or, you know, something from like elementary school that there's no way that I could possibly know something that you haven't really shared with too many people. And if you have a name in mind, um, just to lock it in, I'll have you you write it here. um, But don't let me see. In fact, I'll, I'll hold the microphone and I can I can turn around. So. Now it's, I'm in control of the podcast. I am looking away and uh, let me know when you've you've written that and keep it face down so that when I turn back, uh, I can't get a peek or anything. We're good? Yeah. Excellent. Good. You can put that on the rest of the stack and uh, hold out hold the microphone. Okay.
1: The card was face down. It is face to down. To confirm. Yes.
0: And to be fair, I, I, I will keep my eyes averted the entire time, but um, people still don't trust me, mm-hmm. which is to be fair so could you uh, you have the microphone in this is your right hand yeah could you hold out your left hand as well I'm gonna I'm gonna take the entire stack and and place it like this with a thumb on the bottom and on the top okay perfect and why don't we here we'll put that on top too we'll just take make an entire stack so that it's guarded I want you to think of the the first person uh, that came to mind focus on them think of a memory that you have of this person okay Remember what they look like. They probably don't look like that anymore. I don't, and I don't know if this is someone who you're still in touch with or they're long gone. But focus on the first letter of this person's name because okay. that's like the iconic letter. And if I can get that, then I can work from there. And is it would it be possible to think of uh, – because if you think of a single letter, there's not much context right. to send it to me. So maybe something else, if there's like a uh, uh, color or a state or anything that starts with this letter, can you come up with something? Yes. Okay, what is it? What kind of a context is it? Is uh, it...
1: I'll go with a state. A
0: state, okay. Yeah. Now this is more useful to me because, there, you know, you have a framework for the state. Is it a state that you have been to before? Uh, no. Okay. Picture a map of the United States. Okay. If you had to visualize where this state was, Uh could you do it? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, And that, to me, indicates that it's not one of those ones, like, real in the middle, because a lot of people don't know those. So we've ruled out some. Yes. But picture a map. Okay. Good. Visualize where this state Uh is. And... I already get the sense, based on where we are, you know, if if it, normally if it's above, people tend to look up, uh-huh. which you didn't do, um, which makes me feel like this is kind of like in the lower part. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and then from there, if you were to think of going to this state, mm-hmm. focus on the second letter of the state. Okay. Uh, is that an, this is just a guess, but is that... Is that an O? Oh, my God. Yes. It is. Okay. Okay. So we've got, we've got a letter to work with. Okay. Um. I'm. I am i don't know much about you. I, all I know is that you haven't been to this state, but, and there's probably a lot of states you haven't been yes, to. Yes. But if I was to just go for it, because we are on, uh, on a podcast, we have limited time, I'm just going to say, are you thinking of Louisiana? Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> go back to... The person that you're okay. thinking about. Can you think about uh, a letter towards the middle of the name? Yes. Okay, you went back and forth. Well, I have to, like, spell the name You have to spell head. the name yes. out, yes. But that that helps me. Yes. Because I saw, like, uh, <laughs> like some strange letters in there. Like, is there a Y? Yes. Okay, which is odd because it, it, you were. I was talking about the middle of the name. Uh-huh. There's not many names that have a, a Y towards the middle. Correct. Um... I would think maybe like Wyatt, but it wasn't Wyatt. No. No. Okay. So, picture this memory that I asked you to think about mm-hmm. with this person. Mm-hmm. In your mind, call to, call to visual. First of all, visualize the person. Yes. Okay. This is a boy. Yes. And you call to him in your mind, but he doesn't. He starts to like leave, and so you call a little bit louder. Okay. Until you're almost screaming at him, and I can almost hear it. It's like like L- Lloyd? Lloyd? Yes. Is it Lloyd? Yes. There you go. Oh my god.
1: That's incredible. Thank you. That's incredible. I mean you would you would never you would never know because right. I mean it was it was a childhood friend who lived around the corner and the the memory it's like the weirdest memory that's ingrained in my mind about it. But it was at the time that Mariah Carey's first album came out, Vision of Love, and in in those days, uh when you bought a CD, it was in a, it came in a huge box yeah. and it had the album cover and uh on the box and i just remember we like we opened the box and we took out the cd and then we were just like looking at the box and looking at her picture cuz we thought she was like the most beautiful person ever and um i i mean it's incredible how you got his name right. from from all of that
0: from all of that and you know the 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 cool thing is that it allows you to also then have an experience to think about something you haven't thought yes. about in a while, and and that's the kind of thing that I like to bring into the show. Like I said, where people can have like true, honest experiences about things, uh, it it makes it kind of really special.
1: Yeah,
0: it does. And the way you pieced
1: it all together is is amazing. So well done, Thank well you. done. I was wowed once again. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna sort of switch gears a little bit and talk about some of your interests, but we're gonna bring them back to magic so um, I saw on your website that some things you like to do you love hiking in the Midwest you love skiing in Vermont uh, you love landscape photography and raising your son so we're first gonna start with landscape photography so like on bewitched if you could transport yourself to any place you've taken a picture where would you transport yourself to
0: all right interestingly i don't know the place um it's it was somewhere in japan uh i took a photo of a waterfall that was just on the side of the road i don't i don't know where exactly i was um but that photograph is currently the background of uh kind of everything my my computer my screensaver my tv um and uh there's there's just we were there in in fall and it was such a, a very you know unique trip it's not every day you get to go to japan um and while there are plenty of places in the u.s that i love there was something just about about being there and and especially that that shot that i took that that is so serene that if ever i i feel like i need to be grounded a little bit that that will do it for me, and I wish I, I wish I knew where it was i mean I, I, there, there might be some some geo tag hidden in the data of that right. photo <laughs> I could go back and find but uh, but I, I also kind of like not knowing mm-hmm. that it's just it's just this this thing that I, I bumped into oh, yeah. Your other interest is raising your five year old son um,
1: so how do you feel fatherhood has influenced your show or influenced
0: um, your career direction um well i do have to update my website because i now have a one-year-old daughter as well um so yeah thank you so we do have uh our hands full at home uh it's uh, certainly made me less of a planner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be able to have an agenda for the day. And then I, by at, at the end of the day, all those things would be ticked off their to-do boxes. And that never happens anymore. Uh, I don't even bother making lists anymore. So I think that's uh, both a blessing and a curse because it's, it's been something that I've Learned to embrace. Mm -hmm. And now in my professional work, it does kind of allow me to just say, you know what, like, let's, let's, we're just going for it without a net, you know, Um, and kind of to have that, that confidence. And, and I have also learned. To function on a lot less sleep, mm. which is actually quite quite useful, um, because with the you know the ways that I, I perform sometimes you know you would be surprised. I've been hired to do magic at six in the morning, oh, wow. uh, which you would not expect. I have been I have been hired to perform magic at three a.m., which you wouldn't expect. Wow. Uh, and so occasionally there are gigs all over the 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 clock, and uh, and it's good to be able to mitigate that and, and be flexible with your sleep. I used to be very, very demanding of, of the amount of hours that I sleep and now I've I've somehow become accustomed to just, just going for it. Well you kinda of have no choice with two kids. Yeah. It's like they, they
1: rule they rule now. <laughs> um, okay so we're getting near to the end of the interview. Uh, and I always like to end my interviews with playing with the title of my show, Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. So if you were to bear it all and reveal something about yourself that you haven't told before, what would you share?
0: Hmm. I have... Uh... Okay. There, there's some options here. Um. One thing that I I don't usually share in magic kind of circumstances is that I am still intimately involved in theater. Um, And I don't, I don't, it's not usually in my bio. I don't, I kind of keep it separate. Um, But one of my passion projects, which is completely, uh, well, I I wouldn't say it's completely different, but I prefer, I direct two productions a year for a local high school near me. Um, I I don't discuss that that much um, because it does, to me, feel like such a completely different world. Um, And I, I do it for the love of theater because it's a beautiful space uh, and the kids are so energetic and we have a, a very nice equipment to work with and really anything that I can imagine doing we can we can create over the course of a year and I I think one of the reasons I don't bring it up is because I do have this this kind of battle in myself of the amount of time that that takes away from what I could be doing with magic, and uh, and it usually does not conflict that much. You know, not that many people are looking for a magician, you know, during at 3 3 p.m. on a weekday. So you know, I can run rehearsals around my schedule, but I certainly do have to turn down occasional gigs because of. Of commitments to that, and you know we have a show date, and so I have to be available for that. And so I do struggle with that because I, I always say, oh, you know, I could just not do this and and just do a few more gigs, and and it uh it, it, I just keep going back to the fact that I I I love I love theater, and I love not having the pressure of having to trick people, mm-hmm. you know, to just be able to create the environment. That is
1: that is all the time we have, so thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, everybody listening, get your tickets to Nothing Here Is Real, starring and written by and everything else, Gary Farrar. Um, it plays once a month in New York City at Oxbow Tavern, the last Tuesday of every month is what it is. So. Um, I'll have the ticket link up on the website. You'll get your tickets. You'll come to this amazing show, and you'll be as wowed and dazzled as I am. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Oh, and lastly, where can everybody find you on the social media?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, my uh, if you go to GaryFerrar, F-E-R-R-R-A-R.com, uh, that will give you like the tickets to the show and everything, and you can get to my main website from there with all the information. Uh, you know, videos and everything you want to know about me.
1: He'll get the
0: dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's Adam, Adam, lives for the business of show. CallMeAdam.com
1: Thanks for listening. For more Call Me Adam interviews, visit CallMeAdam.com and... Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at CallMeAdamNYC.
0: Get moving in the most adventurous Honda vehicles yet, like the Pilot and Passport TrailSport or Ridgeline. Honda, the 2022 Kelley Blue Book's KBB.com best value brand. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 3.9% APR on a 2023 Honda Pilot, a 0.9% APR on a 2023 Ridgeline, and a 2.9% APR on a 2023 Passport. For great deals, visit your Dakota Land Honda dealer today.
1: See dealer for financing details based on 2022 brand inventory from Kelley Blue Book. Visit KBB.com for more information.